Hey, hey, this is Lizzie with Love Day Coaching, and this podcast is about you. Yes, you. Every week, there's a brief message with a series of questions to help you hear yourself. We spend so much time listening to what other people say and watching what other people do. This space is a few minutes for you to step outside of what other people say and do. Figure out what you need to say or do to flourish and thrive. This is about you. Hello, hello. Ever found yourself stuck uncomfortably long staring at a shelf in the grocery store aisle? Trying to decide which canned tomatoes to buy or which box of pasta to buy? I swear, when I did this recently, the people around me were probably concerned that I was planning a shoplifting heist. It was it was like my brain was in slow-mo. Have you experienced this? Or have you had a friend invite you to an event and you procrastinate responding because you feel this uncertainty as to whether or not you should say yes? These, my friends, are decision points, and there are many of them we face every day. In an article published about decisions, it said that we make about 35,000 decisions daily. Ooh, that seems like a lot. Researchers have spent time studying the power of decisions when it comes to stress and self-control. One theory centered around decisions is called the strength model of self-control theory. This theory states that our capacity to regulate behavior gets fatigued. Like the muscles in our body get fatigued, we can get affected by decision fatigue. Decision fatigue is an issue in this ever-changing world we live in. The more we have to adapt to changes in plans, weather, demands, expectations, regulations, news, the more we have to adapt to these things, the more decisions are required. They're often subtle and small, and they can also add up. Just deciding what to eat for dinner can add up to this conundrum. Signs that you are struggling with decision fatigue might be that you are playing more of a passive role in making decisions when you're with other people. Or your choices tend to be more irrational and compulsive. You might struggle to regulate and discipline yourself on things that you think are important to you. You also might have a difficult time making trade offers and negotiating with others when needed. Another sign of decision fatigue is when the space in between decisions feels more anxiety-inducing and coming to a conclusion seems to take a long time. The more we spend in the halfway point, the longer the anxiety tends to stick around. And the more decisions we have to make, the more inner turmoil we'll experience. Why the pause? Let's get curious about that. Why is it hard for you to decide sometimes? 
Last summer, my niece and I went cliff jumping into a local river. I was honestly, I was pumped to do it. And my adventurous heart was all in. But when I arrived at the top of the cliff and looked over the edge, uh, you better bet I started to overthink things. The longer I waited, the more anxious I became and the less confidence I had. I could have given in and to that anxious feeling and decided to just walk away. And I could have just owned that decision not to jump. The problem was that I knew in my heart I really wanted to do it. I believed I wouldn't regret doing it. So walking away would probably leave me feeling disappointed. I knew from past experiences like this that once I just decided to go for it and take the leap, it feels so freeing and exhilarating for me. I knew I wanted to do it and that's why I was even there showing up. So I stayed there on the edge of that cliff and I still didn't jump for a while. The longer I waited, the more unsettled and stressed I felt inside. My thoughts were conflicting and I had lost touch with what my core belief was about this experience. Once I practiced aligning my beliefs and thoughts to my desired experience, Then I was finally able to go for it. That alignment came when I tapped into important beliefs that I have about doing adventurous things for myself. Then I gathered the thoughts supporting those beliefs. And yes, finally, I decided to just jump already. Once I decided, the energy was pumping through my body and I was loving the outcome. This type of alignment is what I call the energy circle. It's when beliefs, thoughts, and actions align to get us energetically ready to hit the desired target. At the halfway point, in those in-between moments, in between our decisions, that is where the feeling of being stuck in molasses can set in. The more moments we have where we feel stuck, and unable to come to a decision, the more tired we feel, leading us to an overall feeling of being burned out. Think of a time when you have had a moment like this in your life, when deciding felt challenging or particularly important. Chances are jumping off a literal cliff is not on your schedule this week, but perhaps there is a figurative cliff you are trying to jump off but can't seem to decide. One of the pioneer physicists from Princeton University, Hugh Everett III, I guess I'm emphasizing that because it sounds so legit, right? To have the third after your name. Anyway, this guy worked on the ideas around parallel universes and quantum physics and he called these parallel universes this brief moment in between the present circumstance and the current outcome. So he called these choice points, those brief moments in between the present circumstance and the future outcome. 
These choice points, as he calls them, are a moment in time where the course of action may be changed and a new path towards a different outcome is presented. These choice points are packed with potential. We all have little bits of potential in between each choice we make every day. I love envisioning the possibility within these choice points. We actually have more power within us than we might recognize. There is power stored in those moments for us to participate in the outcome of the future, the outcome of our own reality. Even moving through simple choices a little faster can be a powerful exercise to keep us out of the exhaustion of making lots of decisions and spending too much time in the in-between. The quicker the small decisions, the more energy we will have conserved to get us through the bigger ones that can take more time. I'm curious, are you at a cross point in your life right now? Is there a decision you need to make or simplify somehow? Today, I invite you to get curious about decisions in your life. Do you see the potential in those choice points for you to participate intimately in the creation of your reality? Okay, questions for today. This is your moment to personalize this for yourself. I encourage you, if you can, to write down the answers to these questions so they are meaningful for you. Question number one, do you see decision fatigue creeping up in your life right now? If so, how does that show up? Some examples, as mentioned before, could be that you're retreating more and not making decisions or participating in that with other people. Perhaps you're irrational and compulsive about your choices, or you're struggling to negotiate easily with others. Maybe the space in between seems longer than it should. Perhaps you can't seem to regulate yourself when it comes to meaningful choices and following through. So the first question is, do you see this type of fatigue decision fatigue creeping into your life right now? And how does that show up? Write it down. What is, what do you see happening with you? Number two, what choices could you practice making quicker to preserve energy? So think about some small, simple ones that is a great place to just start practicing. What are some of those little choices that you notice yourself pausing on? How can you just flex your muscle and be more aware of making quicker choices? What choice feels the most overwhelming to you right now? That's question number three. So for you, what is it right now that feels like the most overwhelming choice for you? Number four, step back and ask, is there a way to simplify this in your mind. If you have this overwhelming choice right now, how can you step back and simplify this? Is there an easier way to see this choice? 
And if so, what would that choice look like? If it were zoomed back into a a bigger perspective sort of choice, what is the real question? How could you simplify it? For me, something that I've been contemplating is hiring some help, someone to help me with some things. And to zoom back and simplify it in my mind, I just zoom back and ask, do I want help or not? Take away all the factors and just get to the root of it. Do I want help or not? What is the root of the question for you? How can you simplify that in your mind? Number five, what would your future self tell you about this choice? So if you were to look into the future, what would your future self tell you about this? For me and my choice, I would think my future self would say, hey, it's probably worth asking or at least trying and maybe not spending so much time stressing about it. Number six, why do you believe making this choice will be important for you? So why do you even need to make this choice? What is important about that? For me and my example of hiring someone to help me is, it's important because I have been craving some support and help and It could be really helpful to help me get to another level of doing things and conserve some energy for myself. (laughs) Number seven, what thoughts hold you back from actually deciding? So now let's tap into your thoughts. What are those thoughts that are holding you back from deciding? What are those things that go through your mind? Back to my cliff jumping example, I Thoughts were, oh, I might die or get injured. What if my niece thinks I'm a party pooper or a wimp? What are those thoughts for you that are holding you back in deciding? Number eight, which thoughts are focused on what other people think? Now circle those or say them out loud to highlight them. What are the ones that are focused on what other people think? In my cliff jumping example, well, it was, oh no, what's my niece going to think about me? And then number nine, which thoughts are fear-based? Circle them or say them out loud, highlight them. Which of these thoughts are based on fear? Often that comes out in a fear of failure or defeat of some, in some way or, or rejection. Number 10, what is one thought you recognize you could get rid of because it might not really be true? So look back at those thoughts, your fear-based thoughts, and look at the thoughts that are based around what other people think. Now you're asking yourself, what is one of those that you look at and recognize, oh, it, I could probably get rid of it because it's not really true. In my cliff jumping example, I think it both of them really weren't that true. I don't think my niece really cared that much whether I jumped off the cliff or not into this river. And as far as my safety, the real truth is people jump off that all the time. And it was 
pretty low risk situation. We're not talking super high risk. Number 11, if you could turn down the volume on on the thoughts that hold you back, what is one simple thought that is left behind? So if you look at all the thoughts that are holding you behind, pulling you back from making this decision, if you turn down the dial on those, like you've got a speaker, you've got a volume control, turn down the volume on those and what will you hear? What thoughts are left? Well, for me, the thoughts that are left are just go for it already because you know you want to. Last question, number 12. How can that thought help you move towards making a meaningful decision for yourself? So the thought that's left behind once you turn down the dial on all the ones that are holding you back How can that thought help you move towards a meaningful decision for yourself? And for me and my example with the cliff jumping, it got me grounded and energized in what I really wanted in that moment. And that is what it can be really meaningful and helpful to notice those thoughts that are left behind because they're the ones that are going to energize you to making a decision. And once we make a decision There is energy and peace that can be present. So those are your questions for this week. Hope you were able to write them down. If you would like me to email questions to you, you can always sign up for my email list and you can get those emailed to you. You can look in the show notes on how to do that. Let the power of choice points help you to unlock your potential, my friends. Practice making smaller choices quicker and practice aligning your thoughts and beliefs energetically towards making meaningful decisions. When we decide, we take part in creation. This is about you, my friends. You have power stored within you to decide how things turn out for you. Just decide. It's worth it already. I will be here cheering as usual. If you would love to get more support, I'm here for you. Ways you can reach out. Number one, you can email me. It's Lizzie, L-I-Z-Z-I-E, at lovedaycoaching.com. Send me an email. Number two, you can tap the link in the show notes to get my free Myths and Mistakes People Make When They Are Burned Out training video. Number three, you can always schedule a free call with me in the link in the show notes and we can talk. We can talk about what your next best step will be towards flourishing. As I mentioned last week, I'm currently creating an online group coaching course designed to help you get up and out of burnout. I'm excited about this creation. It's an opportunity for you to get the support you need to get aligned spiritually, mentally, and physically. I'm passionate about you getting that deep-rooted energy and peace you've been craving. So if you can make decisions that bring you closer to living your dreams, you can do that 
with support. If you're interested in learning more about that, you can always email email me or get on my email list looking at that training video with myths and mistakes people make when they're burned out. So check it out in the show notes. Look forward to meeting you again next week. This, my friends, is about you.